0: Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the I've Got Beef with Sustainability podcast. I'm your host Brooke Vivlechka, and today we're going to be taking a look at sustainability from a beef industry perspective. So, last episode we heard from registered dietitian Dr. Shalene McNeil, and she really hit on why beef should be included in our diets from a nutrition standpoint. But we haven't really talked about the environmental impacts of eating beef in the future. You know, there's so many different elements involved in beef sustainability. And I think it's extremely important to analyze each of these aspects to get a true, comprehensive view of beef's role in a healthy, sustainable food system. Now, industry research shows that consumers are more inclined to trust cattle farmers and ranchers when it comes to discussing sustainable cattle raising practices. So I went straight to the source and sat down with a South Texas cattle rancher named Peyton Kaiser. Peyton owns and operates the 7P Cattle Company in Charlotte, Texas, and he is a fourth-generation cattle producer, so his family has been involved in beef production for many years. Now, this has allowed Peyton and his family to gather very helpful information over the years about not only what production practices will help improve profitability within their operation, but also learn ways that they can make their brand last for future generations. Like most farmers and ranchers, the Kaiser's goal is to pass down their ranch and cattle operation to future generations. So they want to be sure that they're setting up these future generations for success by creating long-lasting, resourceful businesses. So between Peyton, his dad, and his grandfather, they manage nearly 400 cattle on a daily basis.
1: My grandpa raises F1s with Charley bulls. My dad has all black cattle. And I have a beef master
0: now as a consumer, I automatically think that's a lot of cattle. So that must take a lot of resources to raise them. And in fact, it does. I can only imagine the amount of grass, hay, feed, water and land it takes to raise one cow. Then think about that multiplied by 400 for the Kaisers. And then that makes me think the whole idea of sustainability is making something last for years to come. So how is cattle production supposed to be sustainable if it's using all these resources? And Peyton answered just that question for me. As he describes it, sustainability in agriculture is about finding ways to get the most bang for your buck, essentially meaning he tries to use the least amount of resources to yield the most product. And all that does is reduce waste of resources and even save them for future use. And also, from a rancher's perspective, Peyton looks at his cattle operation like a business. Therefore, he can't really afford to waste resources because all that would do is cut into his profits that would lead to the downfall of his operation. So in terms of sustainability, it sounds like the beef industry is pretty adamant about effectively and responsibly using their resources. Peyton and his family value the land they raise their cattle on. So as he says, they really focus on getting an effective use out of their resources.
1: Well, the fact that we still eat beef today proves that this industry has been sustainable for hundreds of years. But now we just have to figure out how to continue to make it sustainable for years to come.
0: Just like Peyton said, I think it's important for the agricultural industry to continue to find ways to be sustainable in the future. So I asked Peyton to explain some of the ways his family is already implementing sustainable practices within their operation so they can make sure it's viable for future generations. And he brought up a lot of good points. He talked about the need to raise strong, healthy cattle, economic sustainability. But two of the most interesting points he brought up was the idea of rotational grazing and the use of natural water sources to feed his cattle. I was struck by these two points mainly because they both involved naturally occurring resources that were already available on his land.
1: Rotational grazing is whenever you shut off one pasture to let it grow while your cattle feed on another pasture. And then when the pasture that was closed off is all grown again, then you push the cattle into that pasture and shut off the other pasture and let that one grow.
0: As Payton explained, his cattle are able to use the natural resources that are already available on his land. But this only brings up another question for consumers. Wouldn't that land be more useful to grow fruits and vegetables for human consumption? According to beefitswhatsfordinner.com, livestock grazing is the primary use of approximately 29% of all U.S. land, including grassland, pasture, and rangeland. Often the land cattle graze on is not suitable for growing other food products, as it is too rocky, arid, or steep. In Payton's cattle operation, this is just the case. He described his ranch land as extremely dry, with lots of clay, so it would be very difficult for his family to grow crops. Plus, it would require lots of water. Water. That is quite a cherished resource, especially in the agricultural industry. And according to lots of news articles and websites, it sounds like beef production uses way more water than they should. In fact, according to waterfootprint.org, They say beef cattle have one of the largest water footprints in food production, and it nearly doubles the water footprint for sheep, pork, or chicken production. How is that sustainable? I mean, I can make sense of bigger animal, more water, but double? Well, ironically, there's a lot more that goes into this calculation. Interestingly enough, BeefItSweatsForDinner.com says, 95% of water used in cattle production is for the irrigation of crops used for feeding cattle, and the water cattle use for drinking represents about 1% of the total water used in beef production. Plus, many ranchers are able to utilize natural sources of water.
1: We do have natural forms of water with tanks and creeks.
0: This only brings me to my next question that consumers face. Why not just cut out beef production and use that water for crop production? That almost seems more sustainable, right? Well. What if I were to tell you, the beef industry has this secret weapon. Cattle are one of the few animals that have the unique ability to upcycle, which is the process of taking something of low quality and turning it into a high-quality product.
1: Cattle can eat things that other monogastric species cannot.
0: Cattle's ruminant stomachs can digest things, such as grass and forage, that single-stomach animals, such as pigs, chickens, and even humans, cannot consume. Therefore, cattle are able to convert the naturally occurring, unused, unwanted plants that are not nutritionally valuable to humans and turn it into beef, which, as Dr. McNeil explained in our last episode, is extremely valuable to humans. Taking a step back, that means cattle don't really compete with humans for food, meaning they aren't really taking that much of what I would be consuming otherwise. So would it really be helpful to cut out beef production? Through a sustainability lens, that means cattle play a pretty important role in our food system. I mean, this is an animal that can take human and edible products and upcycle them into high quality protein with many essential vitamins and nutrients. That's pretty impressive and sounds pretty sustainable to me. Now, after digging a little deeper, I was able to find out that cattle even consume parts of crops that humans don't use or don't want. For example, after harvesting cotton, farmers are left with the cotton seed of the plant which humans and other monogastric animals cannot digest because it contains gossipol. However, ruminant animals like cattle can eat cottonseed, so the leftover cottonseed that would have otherwise been wasted is put into cattle feed. Pretty cool, huh? To get more insight into the role cattle play in even crop production, I sat down with a fourth-generation South Texas farmer, Blake Foster. Taking what Payton said about cattle being upcyclers, Blake also said,
2: Most of the wheat that we farm here goes into cattle meal. Actually, there's only a few farmers that harvest wheat, like high quality, high grain wheat that goes to stores like to make bread.
0: As Blake just said, humans require a higher quality variety of wheat, which can be more expensive for farmers to grow. However, the wheat cattle eat can be more economical and practical for farmers. Therefore, it's a more popular wheat variety grown in Texas. Blake and his family grow multiple crops that can be, coincidentally, used to feed both humans and cattle at foster farms.
2: We farm cotton, milo, and peanuts, and we've done green beans before.
0: Through Blake's experiences farming for many years with his brother, dad, and grandfather, he has come to learn the value of cattle not only in beef production, but also in crop production. Similar to Payton's perspective of running his cattle operation like a business, Blake and his family do the same with Foster Farms. Blake explained how they try to get the most of their crop production. So for example, their leftover cotton seed would be put into cattle feed. Another way they do this is after harvesting peanuts, they take the leftover vines that come out of the back of the combine and turn that into peanut hay. Now, this also allows Foster Farms to be a stakeholder in beef production and crop production meaning they need both industries to be sustainable in the future without one their business would suffer monetarily and production wise
2: it's all about like the animal ad- adapting to what it's eating and i mean if if cattle were taken out of the food chain then there would then other other species would have to like adapt to to eat that kind of thing
0: just as he said many farmers rely on sustainable beef production just as much as beef ranchers do farmers want to be able to continue to l- utilize products like cotton seed peanut vines and wheat in their crop production therefore they're also working towards a sustainable food system
2: i feel like if we if we stopped eating beef and stopped raising them and you know no one no one raised them or bought them then there would be a big, big drop-off in the food chain. Like, people, other, other species would be degraded, really.
0: You know, I completely see where Blake is coming from. The reason our food system works right now is because we utilize animals like cattle to eat those crop byproducts and, in turn, produce beef. Without cattle, there would probably be a lot of wasted resources and food. Now, while Blake provided so many interesting insights into crop production, what struck me the most was Blake's very interesting, but different, perspective about the idea of cattle being upcyclers. Now, Blake definitely agrees that cattle can upcycle nutrients, like turning grass and plants into beef, but he also talked about cattle being upcyclers of the land.
2: Yeah, so we plant oats, and oats kind of cleans out their system like it it passes through their system real easily so it'll clean out their intestines which is really good for fertilizer
0: fertilizing cattle are natural fertilizers as blake explained after they harvest crops they will plant oats in their open fields and turn their cattle out into those pastures so their cattle eat those oats which is not only nutritious for the cattle but it also passes through their system really quickly allowing them to fertilize the land
2: we have our oats in january so we'll have the cows from january to april or may on that field and then plow it and it's fertilized with their feces
0: after hearing all this i was incredibly impressed with cattle's ability to contribute to crop production Blake even shared a story of a South Texas farmer that had land with a huge caliche pit, which doesn't grow grass very easily. And after a few years of cattle fertilizing this thick caliche, the soil was able to finally grow grass, meaning the cattle essentially upcycled unusable land into viable grassland. As strange as it might sound, fertilizer is vital to successful crop production. And when it comes to farmers like Blake, they have natural sources of fertilizer at their fingertips, so they're able to capitalize on this production practice.
2: In the past year, fertilizer has gone up three times as what it was, you know, like a year ago or two years ago. It's gone up. It's, it's tripled in price. So having cows cuts down on fertilizer prices.
0: Blake also told me that in addition to cattle being natural fertilizers, they can also help pack soft soil or even break up hard dirt when they're running, which is extremely important for new growth in farmlands. So tying this all back into a sustainable food system, cattle are able to upcycle low-quality plants and turn it into high-quality protein, as well as upcycle low-quality land and fertilize it into useful land for crop production. Plus, cattle are not only producing beef for human consumption, but they're also being stewards of the land, to help grow crops that we as humans do eat and use, like corn, cotton, and peanuts. All in all, it sounds like cattle play a more important role than we might realize in our food system. And I'm convinced that they're an integral part of food production. So from a sustainability perspective, I believe cattle are necessary for future food production. Taking a step back, I realize the answer to creating a healthy, sustainable food system for the future requires a systems thinking approach, meaning there's not just one simple solution to this challenge. Instead, there's multiple other perspectives, systems, stakeholders, and ideas that we have to take into consideration, which is exactly what Peyton and Blake laid out for us. So my question to you is, does beef have a spot on your plate? I know my answer. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, this has been Brooke Vileczka with the I've Got Beef with Sustainability podcast. For more information on today's episode and links to resources, visit agcj366.tamu.edu.